So I've not met anyone that hasn't been down here that is that us up here that wasn't down here first. And so most people, the overwhelming majority of society cannot handle being down here to get up here. They can't do That's why they stay in corporate or they fizzle out as an entrepreneur. They can't handle it. Welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast with business strategist, speaker and author, Gavin Preston. Tap into this meeting of minds between everyday business people on their journey to master business growth. Join them as they share strategies, insights and shortcuts to help you survive and thrive in business and life as you scale your business and achieve a bigger impact. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. Hey, Gavin here. One of the best things about having a podcast like this is I get to talk to fascinating people with different worldviews, different ways of looking at the world. And today's guest, Justin Breen, really does have an ability for seeing patterns and behaviour, patterns that you can boil down to real secrets, epic secrets of success. And that's what his book, Epic Business, is all about. As this interview gathers pace, you'll hear Justin talking about right mindset equals the right network equals the right opportunities and the importance of creating an environment that is visionary, abundant and about investment. Justin's also got some interesting observations to share with you around some of the commonalities between successful people and the things that they have overcome. Hi, Gavin here. Welcome back to the Business Mastermind Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Justin Breen. Uh, he is the CEO and founder of Repic Communications, LLC. Justin, welcome to the Business Mastermind Podcast. I haven't talked to many people in uh, Wales, so it's, aw- it's awesome, man. Awesome to connect with you. No, no, real pleasure. Um I want to dive into the story straight away. So um, Justin wrote a best-selling book, a business book called Epic Business, um, the foreword written by Chris Voss. For those of you uh, know, the uh, ex-international FBI hostage uh, negotiator wrote a fantastic book on negotiation, the best I've ever read and come across called Never Split the Difference. Yep. Um, and so he he uh, actually wrote the foreword. So just before we go into find out about, and the book is about, um, Justin's journey over three years of starting up a business, growing it and scaling it, uh, an international business uh, with no business background or experience. So I, I look forward to diving into that. But first, how did you get the opportunity for Chris Voss to write the forward? Yeah, so um, started my company with zero business background, didn't know what an LLC was, didn't know you had to pay taxes four times a year in the United States, and so now I have a global company that works with the top mindset businesses and brands in the world, so how did that happen, right? So <laughs> so uh, what my company really is, like I have a PR firm, but that's not what my company is. What it really is is a giant incubator of geniuses around the world. And we're constantly introducing each other. And uh, I'm in three of the top level entrepreneurial groups in the world. One of them is a Strategic Coach, which I'm very confident in saying it's the top entrepreneurial organization in the world. Any who's who is, or you know, either is in it or has been in it or knows what it is. So, 
um, in my strategic coach group, Brandon Voss, who is Chris's son, was in is right. in my group, and yeah. so they were looking for a financial advisor with entrepreneurial background. I had a client who was an amazing financial advisor with an entrepreneurial background. Uh, introduced them. They wound up retaining him for I think all their employees, and then so when it came time to have someone write the forward for my book. I talked to Brandon. I'm like, your dad would literally be a perfect fit for this. And here we are. So that's what business actually is. Yeah, fantastic. All about building those relationships. That's it. So tell us your story then. So the inception of Brepic. Yeah, happy happy to do it. So, um, and it's a pretty fun timeline. <laughs> fun, fun in quotes. But uh, February 10th, 2017, uh, had a I was a full-time journalist, had a meeting with the company's owner and managing editor where they, uh, over five minutes, cut my job salary in half and um, said, you know, job job cuts. Two other people's jobs were lost that day and they cut mine in half. Uh, so I tried to find a full-time job, couldn't find a job, incorporated uh, April 16, 2017, uh, my company called Brepic. So over the next six, six weeks, while I was working full-time at half the salary, I reached out to 5,000 people to get my first five clients. So one out of 1,000 said yes, 999 no's for every yes. Wow. Got my fifth client. Yeah, right. Wow, this is entrepreneurial. Life. So, so, so how, how, did first, you, how did you reach out? Just by emails? Was, uh, by, but how, how was that outreach done for 5,000? <laughs> yeah, so um, as a journalist, I had tens of thousands of contacts. Um, and I was just reaching out and the interesting part was no one in the journalism world knew what I was doing. Uh, and I was very, very careful to make sure there was no conflict of interest. That was, that was very important to me. Um, and I just had a massive list. So I was just reaching out, reaching out, Hey, do you, you know, need help with storytelling or social media account, whatever, whatever. So I reached out to thousands of people and then got my fifth client. I think it was June 1st. Resigned June 2nd, and Robert Feeder, he's the top media columnist in the Midwestern part of the United States, did a story. I started my own firm June 5th. So, entrepreneur life. Fantastic. So, that obviously got you some good PR early days with that column. Did you that's get clients off the back of that? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I did not get direct clients from that article, but I got people reaching out, and um, Robert's the top, I mean, he's the top. Any anyone in the Chicago area, Midwest area knows who Robert Feeder is, and uh, and it was interesting because um, media nowadays, for the most part, doesn't care if there's an exclusive or whatever. They don't care. But I promised him when uh, I was going to launch this company, at least publicly, that he would get the exclusive on it. And so, then a lot of other folks did the story, but Robert was the first. It's so fantastic. So what were the first of assignments that you had with your clients? <laughs> um, yeah, that's a good question. It, it's always fun when people ask me to go back to my the early days because because uh, like I'm such a I'm just a totally different person now. Um, but it's like you have to start somewhere. Right. So basically I would do I was doing anything I could, you know, in terms of anything, a traditional Anything a traditional public relations or media relations firm would do, uh, just an anything you can think of, running social media, writing stories, pitching stories, like it, editing things, it was uh, it was super interesting. But what I found out pretty quickly, and this is the number one thing I've learned since starting my company, is that 
I really liked writing stories um, and then pitching them in a, in a particular way where they weren't press releases, they were actually newsworthy stories. And so after a while, I started dumping all, all the clients that I wasn't doing that for. And then I just focused strictly on this one process and then just started raising my rates. And so that was the number one thing is that I just do what I like to do and what I'm really, really good at and don't really do anything else. <laughs> that sort of brings me to the next question, really, that in your transition from being an employee, a full-time employee, to now learning the entrepreneurial life, setting up your own business, um, what innate qualities that have, within your personality really shone forward that made you suitable to being an entrepreneur <clears throat> and growing your own business? Yep. <laughs> the, again, these are so funny because, um, like, these are the questions that people – need to ask themselves before they start this because sure. most people can't do they can't do this as mm -hmm. you i'm sure know that um, yeah, yeah. so uh i was in as a journalist i was an entrepreneur i was an entrepreneur with, yeah, yeah. With, or they didn't know what to do with me they'd give me these weird jobs because they didn't know what to do with me and so i was really always meant to do this i just didn't know this until i was doing it i just i was always an outlier oddball within within my family, within my community, and certainly within my vertical, but nobody really understood me. And so, you know, the, the questions you're asking yourself is, uh, you know, the main thing is I've, since starting my company, I've talked to thousands of the top entrepreneurs in the world. Um, and I have not met one, not one. So if you know one, please introduce me. I'd love to meet that person that hasn't, <clears throat> excuse me, that hasn't overcome at least one of the following four things. So this is real entrepreneur. Here, here, here it is. I'm a simplifier and patterns. I just hear things and I simplify it and see patterns. So here are the four things. One, bankruptcy or potential bankruptcy. Two, depression. Three, the highest level of anxiety you can ever possibly imagine. And four, is likely and or possible traumatic experience as a child or young adult. So I've not met one entrepreneur at the highest level that has not overcome at least one of those four things. Most of them are two or three. The real successful ones are all four. The all four are the like, oh my God, they're out of control successful. And so that's the question to ask yourself is can you handle at least overcoming one of those four things? Because if you why can't, do you, don't do this. Why do you think that's so hardwired in terms of the data then to those that have been super successful that they've overcome <clears throat> one, two, or all four of those? Yeah, so you have to, I don't know if people can see this, but from, again, what I've seen from talking to thousands of people, you have to know what it's like to be down here to understand to get yeah, up here. Yeah, yeah, you have yeah. to know down here to be up there. So I'm simplifier in patterns. So I've not met anyone that hasn't been down here that is that us up here that wasn't down here first. And so most people, the overwhelming majority of society cannot handle being down here to get up here. They can't do That's why they stay in corporate or they, they fizzle out as an entrepreneur. They can't handle that. And uh, the real success ones, they just they can handle it, not only handle it, but thrive in it. That's the difference between an entrepreneur and everyone else. What was your story out of those four? Yeah, so I'm three out of four. Uh, the only one I've never had to worry about, knock on wood, is bankruptcy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so my dad died when I was 13. My brother died of a drug overdose when he was 29. I, so he'd be 40 now. Uh, at the end of 2018, I'd made more money than I'd ever thought humanly possible a year and had never been more depressed in my life. So I'm like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. And then when starting a company, reaching out to 5,000 people and get 4,995 rejections, that's a lot of anxiety. So what I've learned is I've just learned. I didn't fail at anything. I just learned from all of that. And then I just realized how the business cycle work and works and how people are and 
and that uh, when you get through all that, then you get to a place where I'm at, where you make a lot of money, see your family whenever you want to, you do what you like to do and what you're good at, and you have great conversations like that. But I have not met anyone that hasn't gotten through at least one of those other four things to get to this point here. And you're picking, you've got the innate ability or just tenacity just to pick yourself up, no matter the emotional, financial. There's no excuses. There's no excuses. There's no, someone was at, um, I help mentor a lot of folks now. Um, and uh, somebody messaged me today. They're like, you know, how do you, how did you stay focused? How did you stay focused on all this? I go, well, my family needed to eat. Mm-hmm. My children need to eat. So if that doesn't motivate you, then don't do that. I mean, your children need to eat. So that's it. Like, figure it out. There are, there are no excuses in this, on this side of thing. Corporate world, a lot of excuses. A lot this of excuses world, with no, very little accountability. No accountability, yeah. And so I'm the exact opposite of that. There's no excuses. And in the highest level of accountability you can imagine, and you only blame yourself. You don't blame anyone else. Ever. Hey, Gavin here. You love the audio format because you listen to podcasts. I'm a massive fan of learning through audio courses and books. What I particularly like about Knowable is that courses are short form, like a podcast, and expert-led, like an audiobook, with courses on leadership from the commander of the International Space Station and on startups from the co-founder of Reddit. Grab yourself 20% off with coupon code GAVIN, in capital letters, G-A-V-I-N, which brings the price down to just over $3 a month. It's a no-brainer. Download the Knowable app or visit knowable.fyi. Use code GAVIN to get 20% off. So how did the... uh best best uh, year ever work financially and how did that play out in terms of you being depressed was that overwork was it fatigue yeah that's a good question and um so i didn't understand the business cycle yet so i started my company in april 2017 by end of 2018 i didn't understand how the business cycle works so i was looking at Instead of looking at, oh, I made 30, 40, 50K in one month, I was looking at the next month saying, where there's where's the next client coming from? There's zero dollars coming in. So instead of focusing on the positive of one or two or three or four great months in a row, I was looking in the future and not seeing where the clients came from. So what I realized is that's just, that's how the business cycle works and it just takes time. And uh, I just know things will come now. Like there's no, if you work, you partner with people at this level, this is what it leads to. You do this with this type of person, it leads to this. So I've seen that over three and a half years now. And I didn't understand that a year and a half in. How has your business sort of uh, thrived or uh, got through the 2020? It's been a bit of an epic year. It's right from all the wrong reasons. But how have you found that journey for yourself over the over the Oh, by, by far the best year of, of my life. Not even close. From a personal standpoint, business has exploded. Because I only work and partner with people on a global level that have uh, visionary abundance investment mindset, visionary abundance investment. So those people, again, I simplify in pattern. They're either running high six-figure to ten-figure businesses. They see their families whenever they want to, and they do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they're going to be one of those people. They have that mindset, so they will be. So it eliminates all nonsense. It eliminates people with lack of accountability or people that ask, what do you cost or charge? Those people go away very quickly. And so, again, that's what my company actually is. It's just a, tens of thousands of people who think at the highest level and then invest and live in abundance. And, again, what I've learned is, over time, is that all this landing the plane stuff means nothing. Here, here's all that matters. Again, pattern, simplify. 
This is all it is. Right mindset leads to right network, leads to right opportunities. Right mindset leads to right network, leads to right opportunities. So that's all it is. I have the highest level mindset, which attracts the highest level network, which creates the right opportunities. So all this other stuff doesn't matter. You just have the right mindset, it creates the right network, leads to the right opportunities. And did you know that at the start? I know, obviously. <laughs> no, no, I did not know that at the start. But what but I did know. You, rec- you knew the importance of contacts. I did know that. And then as a, here, here's the, um, as a journalist, I interviewed tens of thousands of the highest performing people. I was a sports editor, interviewed famous people, all, the, you know, all that stuff. So the only commonality, the only commonality between the highest level athlete, actor, musician, performer, and entrepreneur is their mindset. That's the only commonality. They all have the same mindset. They have abundance, visionary investment mindset. And they never quit, ever. And they make no excuses, ever. And did you start to, given that ability in your mind to be able to pattern, spot patterns, did this start to dawn on you over time when yes. you were interviewing these people? So yes. at the point when you started your own business, had you started to adopt that mindset of um, no. visionary abundant investment? No, 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 no. I, I saw it, but I didn't see it, if that makes sense. I heard it, but I didn't I didn't visualize it. I, I, was, I listened, but I wasn't hearing. And so... I didn't understand it until I started to experience it myself and again put myself in the room and made big investments to be in the room with the top level thinkers in the world. And so then when you're with those people, 100% of the time you become one of those people. Um, but what, what I will say is the, the ability to be able to talk to people as a journalist over 20 years writing two to three stories on deadline every single day gave me the ability to really understand people. But it's a different type of understanding when you're interviewing them as opposed to partnering with them. It's just, it's just different. It's just different. And uh, it's evolved. It's evolved over the years. And it's very exciting because my company's already exceeding my, exceeded my wildest dreams. And it's just the beginning. I just, I just barely started doing this. And it'll just keep growing and growing and growing because I have the right mindset that attracts the right network, which creates the right opportunities. It's, it's very simple. So... Somebody listening to this will be thinking, wow, this sounds like ama- it sounds amazing. So what do you mean by the right mindset? Where, where, what was the starting point for you? And, what, what, and is there a, a consistent practice that comes out of the back of it? So 99% of people will think I sound like a deranged lunatic, but I don't partner with any, anyone like that. That 1% who actually understands it, again, they're running those high six-figure to ten-figure businesses. See their families whenever they want to and do what they like to do and what they're good at. Or they're going to be one of those people. And those are the people that reach out. I don't care about the other 99%. I only focus on doing one insanely high-level thing for that one very insanely high-level people because those are the people that create the companies that employ you know, 99% of the population. So by working with this very select few type of person or people, I'm actually helping society as a whole. And um, just mindset evolves every day. I, I, in strategic coach, which again, top level, the, the top entrepreneurial organization in the world, it's 90% of what I've learned and how I communicate and how I spend time with my family is what I've learned in that program over the last, you know, almost two years. And, and, and then I just treat my brain like a muscle, like you would do workouts. So start my day with a run and then listen to motivational podcasts. I am constantly reading books in my house. I don't watch a lot of TV. Um, and so, and then listen, it just, I just am constantly working on my brain. And so when you do that every day, your muscle, it's like, it's like working out your muscles is just builds and builds. 
Did you have a early days in the journey of Brepic? Did you have a moment where you recognized that you needed to invest in your network, invest in your mindset? Or is it somebody that took you, you know, a friend or a colleague took you by the hand and said, hey, you need to come and check this out? That's a really good question, and here's why. Um, so most entrepreneurs, most of them are very high quick starts. So they're boom, 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 and then they have no follow-through, whether it's ADD, <laughs> yeah. right, okay, yeah, right. Yeah. Want, so they're all over the place. So I'm the unicorn anomaly where I have high quick start, boom, 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 and I have high follow-through, which it doesn't usually – it's one out of 100 entrepreneurs. That's the journalist's life, though. You, you had to have that, didn't you, to be successful? Yes, said so you have to so i've applied that high quick start high follow through boom boom say it do it into into that type of investment mentality into my own brain and so i've had mentors since i've started my company one of those mentors was a coach and strategic coach and he's like dude your brain is not at bni or some garbage low-level networking group it's at the strategic coach level he's like you need to make the investment in it and so again unlike most entrepreneurs who are all over the place and wouldn't commit to it i just did it Went to the meeting, signed up, invested the 10K or whatever it was, US dollars, and then here we are, made the investment. So let's just uh, uh, switch to talk a bit about your book, Epic Business. Um, what, what are, what's the backbone to the book? Yeah, thanks. Um, it's been, it's provided a lot of joy in people's lives. And for me, it's been, it's, it's been incredible. Second best investment I've made since starting the company. Being in strategic coach is by far number one. This is number two. So just this background, uh, October 16th, 2019, um, that was my company's 30-month anniversary day. So I posted a list of 30 things that I had learned from some of the top entrepreneurs in the world and how I you know, put it into my company. So at the time, I think I had 37,000 followers on social media. And people are like, you need to write a book on this. You need to write a book. People are printing it out. This is pre-COVID. So they're printing out and bringing the list of meetings. So I'm like, okay, again, I have high quick start and high follow through. So I'm like, okay, I'll just write the book. So I signed with one of the top micro publishers in the United States. Her name's Rebecca Hallgreider. Wrote the book in 43 days. Um, wow. Right. Say it, do it. And so then it launched, I think, May 7th, May 7th, 2020. Here we are, December. 2020. I, I still do three to five interviews every week for it. And what's happened is, um, but each each chapter is a lesson that I've learned from one of these entrepreneurs. So 30 lessons, there's 30 chapters plus a, um, a prologue of uh, how I started my company after getting my salary cut in half, but, and then the forward from Chris, but that, that's all it is. And so it's like how, how I talk like this, it's the same way I write, boom, 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 boom. And it's, that's it. So it's really helped a lot of people. And and it's been a tremendous joy for me because uh, it's like a, I've turned into a, uh, a key master where media or speaking engagements, they want to interview me first. And then I do a good job and they're like, wait, you work with these type of people? We want to interview them as well. So it's great for me and my brand and great for my clients as well. And what's worked really well for you in terms of book promotion? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I own a PR firm. I was a journalist for 20 years, created my entire business model based on how PR firms annoyed me for 20 years. So I saw a problem, created solution, problem solved, successful global company. So I've just applied what I've learned as a journalist into myself. I mean, and 
And in terms of connecting people on a global level and getting people in news at the highest level, there are very few people in the world that are better at it than I am. Uh, and I have basically no other skills. I'm useless to society besides that. So, <laughs> right. So it's funny, right? But it's true. And so at those two things, though, the highest level of highest levels. And so for me, this kind of this kind of stuff's easy and it's fun and I like to do it and I'm good at it. So I just you just have a giant network and, and uh, folks want to interview me. They want to interview me. So cool. I'm happy to do it. What challenges you the most? So in this life, there are never not challenges, no matter how much money you make, no matter how successful it is. Um, um, I did a, a test called the print test, P-R-I-N-T. It tells you your unconscious motivators. That's, that's, so people see the tip of the iceberg, they don't see, they don't see under, the, under the water. So this shows you the under the water. It's a really good test. It's like 250 US dollars. Um, and uh, my, my two unconscious motivators, the main one, the main one is to be strong and self-reliant, self-reliant. Mm -hmm. And then the second one is to succeed and achieve. And so I know a lot of the folks at the highest level of the strategic coach program, these are the top entrepreneurs in the world. And so my print score matches theirs pretty much without exception. And... Um, so the challenge is, is like, the challenge is, is finding that balance between, uh, you know, knowing how successful you are and then always understand, knowing there's always more. So when is enough enough? And what does success mean to you? And uh, the fact that I married a surprisingly normal human being, my wife's a pediatrician and we have two awesome sons, that has really, that's really helped me because uh, uh, my wife has made me in the just barely she's made me a human like just in the, like the slightest amount and then uh but that slight amount of humanity and making me a human's really really been helpful to like temper the uh endless drive to succeed and achieve endless with that endless drive to succeed and to achieve moving on always wanting to do the next thing there's there's a potential almost like dichotomy around Relationships can need time, but you haven't got time because you're moving forward to the next. Relationship needs connection, they need empathy, but you're always moving on to the next. Yep. How do you balance that? Yep. So <clears> that's so funny because you said empathy. So the strength finders, the Gallup test, 34 strength finders. I am number 34 in empathy, dead last. And But here's the caveat to that. With the 0.1% of mindsets where they're within my network, and they're my friends. I have the highest level of empathy you can ever imagine. The best friend, the best friend for these people ever. 99.9% .9 of people, zero empathy for, zero. And that is what it is. Um, it, that's just how it is. But Because they but can, because you, they will help you advance, become more successful? That, but they also understand my brain. Got Very it. few people, right. It's more of, I'm on a, my company is a constant quest to find people that understand me and that I can understand them. And because again, usually people like me, because I see the patterns, they're aliens in their own family. No one in my family growing up understood me. Aliens within their own community. I grew up, I live and lived, grow up currently in the North Shore of Chicago, uh, which is a pretty affluent area. This is the most penny pinching, cost conservative, 
scarcity mindset place maybe in all of America. And I've never felt like that. So I've always been an alien here. And then I, I'm an entrepreneur who happens to be a journalist, not a journalist who's a journalist. There's a very big difference there. And so what my company is, is be just trying to find people that I understand and that understand me. And it just so happens that those people are insanely driven to be successful and, and to be great and, and, and uh, make a profound impact on the world. But so with my clients, I've, I've started multiple scholarship funds for my clients multiple ones because i i just i adore them and i adore people when they understand me and when then i can understand them it's very important to me to find those people do you think they have the share some of the same characteristics then a hundred percent yes all of them that's correct and you can tell right away you can tell you can tell right away and uh that's the exciting part is when you find people like that they're hard to find at first really hard um but then you find them and they, because they all have investment, abundance, visionary mindset, they want to introduce you to other people constantly. So I haven't done outbound sales in years because there's no, there's no funnel nonsense. There's none of that nonsense. No, no, no. There's none of that nonsense. You just create value with these type of people. It leads to this. So you want to quantify it. I make 10 really good intros every day at the highest level. I get three or four to companies around the world that want to hire my firm every day, Monday through Friday. There's no funnels, none of that. <laughs> yeah. I, and you're, you're getting those introductions, you're making those introductions so you're adding value to them because of that. Endless value, that's all it is. It's endless, endless value. value. Because you have the right mindset, it creates the right network. And then you, when you enhance people's network at the highest level, that's the most tremendous amount of value you can provide someone. Hmm. By far, by far. There's not even like... A new client, that's fine. That's great. That's transactional. If you can provide someone with a real relationship, someone who really gets them, that's years, years of joy, decades, decades of friendship, commonality. And so I just hang out with people that think like me and they're, they're my best friends. And then we all, we all rise together. And it's very exciting because, um, we're all, we're all on this journey together. And I have friends of all ages from people in their late teens who have already started their business to I think my oldest client was 75 or something. I just talked to this amazing 70-year-old who's just a great guy, and uh, I'm 43. We're, but he and I were the same person, same drive, same exact drive. So it doesn't matter their age. It doesn't matter where they're located. It doesn't matter what business they're in. That doesn't matter. Is it's this where brain. you get the, the conversations you have with the members of your network, your friends? Is this where you get your best business insights? It's just, this is what I gained about life byproduct is business this it's just a by business is the byproduct of a real relationship it's not that's so if someone asked me like what do you cost or what do you charge within the first five or ten minutes those people go away immediately because they're just looking at things in transactional way they're just looking at things in transaction and i don't work with anyone like that i just work with people that really want to transform their lives and businesses and just talk about cool stuff that's like at the highest level that's it so epic business um obviously available uh, on amazon and other good bookstores you've um you've achieved great success with the with the publication of the book yeah and uh it's funny because people sometimes ask me like how many copies have you sold i go i don't know i didn't write this to sell books i don't that doesn't who cares i, I i'm doing it because People genuinely, I strongly feel people genuinely want to have this life that I, the type of life that I have. 
I see before COVID, I saw my sons, sorry for the ding. Um, I saw my kids before COVID, my sons before COVID, more than any dad I'd ever met in my life. And now I see them even more. And my company makes as much money as I want it to make. And I only work with the top level thinking people in the world. So why wouldn't anyone want that? And so that's what the book's about. And uh, it's just, it's again, with, with these type of opportunities, I like talking about it because I just hope people, the right people will understand what I'm talking about. There, And, and there's 99.9% um, .9 of people that are, they're, you know, cost scarcity or whatever. Then there's the 0.1% like me, we're total visionary going for it. There's a very tiny, like a really tiny third group of people. They're on the fence. I was one of those people on the fence. And then you have, you hear a conversation like this, or you meet someone and then the switch goes on. Once the switch goes on, it doesn't go off. It never goes off. And it's great when the switch, when I meet some people where the switch goes on. It's really exciting when that happens because it never goes off when it goes on. So given that you're really good at spotting these patterns and the book covers 30 of them, what would you say were the three standout ones yep. that you could show our listeners now? Yep. So the one for me um, is do what you like to do and what you're good at. 100% of my day is doing what I like to do and what I'm good at. 99%. If I don't like doing it or I'm not good at it, I either outsource this or I don't do it. So none of this has worked for me at all. I work zero hours every week. This is actually fun. This is, this is easy for me. Two, the thing that people who have read the book told me was the thing they gained most value from is only work with people who look at things as investments, not costs. If someone asks what do you cost or charge, leave them as fast as you possibly can because not only are they toxic from a transactional standpoint, but they're only hanging out with other toxic people because people like that only hang out with other people like that. The third thing is when you start a business, it takes two full years to really figure it out. Not six months, not 12 months, not 18 months, not two months. It takes two full years. And I've talked to a lot of folks at the YPO level, and they're like, it might, it probably takes even longer than two years. But when you start this, just give yourself some time to breathe. Like two years is, it's a long time, but it's not a long time. It just takes that amount of time to really figure it out. So your family are your uh, your bigger reason, your bigger why, but also they, they provide you your downtime as well. Yeah, with two sons who are six and eight, there's no downtime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can relate to that. <laughs> your, your kids are three and seven. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's uh, <laughs> downtime. Uh, it, it provides me with endless joy time. Uh, again, my dad was uh, – he was uh, – he was 61 when I was born, wow. so he'd be 104 now. So he, I was 13 when he died. And so um, that tragedy, and it is tragic, um, very, very disappointing. But I, that's why I'm so close to my children, because I know what that's like to lose your dad when you're that young. And I'm, mm -hmm. I am going to, I'm just not going to be the person that sacrifices time with my children to I'm just, I mean, I'm just not going to be that person because I, I have uh, talked to a lot of billionaires since starting this. I'm like, oh, so how's your family? And, and not all the time, but many times they're like, oh, I never saw my family growing. I was building, working my company or on my company. And uh, you can, you can see the look, you can see the look in their eyes or whether it's virtually or in the room or hear it in their voice. I'm just not, I'm just not going to be that person. I'm just not. And so... How do you juggle that? Because that's the challenge that many 
very driven people have. Again, I'm not going to be the per- I'm not going to be the dad that is not around for my children. Again, I'm just I'm not going to be that person. So, the first line of my book after the prologue is, "If you don't put your family first, put the book down." I can't help you. So, if you can't do that, then that's 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 it. I mean, all this other stuff's meaningless without a good family. All of it. But practically, does that mean that um, you know? early evening meal time homework time whatever no um, your your down tools then you might do some more work later on you know uh, practically how what are some of the workarounds that you found you're able to be there and deliver an insanely high value for your clients but and your network but also deliver even higher value for your family yeah that's a good question um because i only like to do what i'm good at and what what, um what I like to do. I don't, none of this is work. This is easy for me. It's not a lot of quote unquote work to do what I do. It's super simple. Um, and, and companies and solopreneurs and everyone in between, they're investing heavily in that because of my knowledge of doing a lifetime of this. So it's not a lot of work. Um, and I, I just spend time with my kids when I'm not doing this or with my wife. I just, I, I just, there's that balance. Um, so I just make sure that my family comes first. Fantastic. So Justin, if anybody wants to find out more about the book uh, and more about your firm, Brepic, how do they do that? I really enjoyed your questions. That's a really good interview. Um, Thank you. Uh, you know, I just passed 24,000 connections on LinkedIn. So Justin Breen on LinkedIn. And then the book is called Epic Business. It's on Amazon and Books a million, Barnes and Noble, Target, Walmart, all all that kind of stuff. So, epic business, Justin Breen. So, thanks so much. Well, it's been a real pleasure, a real fascinating conversation. I'm really uh, grateful of you allowing me to you know, probe a little and kind of get in, get get behind the the eyes really to see what's really going on that's making you tick, and obviously be in in delivering a huge amount of value. And I, you know, the three. Two lots of three things that you kept saying over and over again, what really struck a chord powerfully for me was right mindset, right network, right opportunity, and then having a visionary, visionary, abundant investment uh, approach or attitude and mindset. Justin, thank you so much. You're welcome. And the reason why I repeat, repeat, repeat is because my company is just a magnet for the highest level thinkers and then it repels everyone else. That's why I'm so intentional with how I talk and how I communicate these messages. Brilliant. You've been listening to the Business Mastermind podcast. Be sure to subscribe, rate and review so that more people like you can get their business back on their own terms, enjoy more success and create more impact.